Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hey, you guys, I am really excited about this episode. Also, something really fun for all of us. Um... Your feedback has been incredible. We're about 12 episodes in now. Um, I, I, I just want to hear from you guys. Um, I, I'm going to give you a, a... Listen, if you go to speakpipe.com slash jpiven, speakpipe.com slash jpiven, just ask me anything you want. I'll put it on the air. Um, you know, I can do it as myself. I can do it as Ari Gold. Um comments questions uh you want me to berate you i don't know maybe we could even call it rolling with piven call it rolling with our rolling calls with ari i don't know there's so many different ways you got gold i don't know let's just let's workshop some titles i want to interact with you guys it almost will be like you're my co-host for the podcast so what are your thoughts, ideas, comments, anything? I want to mix it up with you guys. I can't wait to get into it. This has been an incredible ride. It's only going to get better. Speakpipe.com slash jpiven. This guy says we're pivot. You understand just how we live it. This for me is like rap religion. Open on because we got this Skype. When it comes to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it comes to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot? I'm so lucky to be here with Caesar Milan, the, the dog whisperer, um, someone that I, uh, I had the honor of spending time with Mike Tyson and I went to go walk with him in his, his alpacas uh, while on mushrooms. Yeah, what I just said is true. Okay, so that happened. <laughs> and so I wanted to invite him to my podcast to see if, if I remembered all that correctly. But um, he's so brilliant and he's you know, he's just such a shaman, and we're very lucky to have him. He's uh, He knows a lot about animals, but he seems to know a lot about people. So here we go. I noticed I was watching you with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and his dog. I mean, talk about here's a guy that's <laughs> figured out how to, dis how to thrive as a stand-up comedian, yeah. and he's like a scientist, like a right. mad scientist, right. and he's and he's, you know, responsible for one of the greatest, most successful television shows of all time, and he doesn't know how to control his tiny dog. Yeah, because with nature, it's not about the intellect, right? It's about the spirit. It's about the instinct and the heart in that order. You know, so most of my clients do the heart, the intellect, because they want to train the dog. So they want the dog to be rational, 
you know, so they don't know that the, you know, the Elon Musk exists. They don't know, they don't see, you know, Status. Jeremy Piven as, as, <laughs> as, as, as an existence. How they experience you is as the energy you have and what position you have in the, in the pack and how you impact the world, you know. But correct me if I'm wrong. When, when I greet little Otis, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I immediately, I think, do the wrong thing because I'm so happy to see him. And I just get on my hands and knees and I just start showering him with love. Yeah. And I, I give him all the status. And that's not good. No, it's, it's not that it's not good. It's just, it is one way. It's not going to give you access to deep connection. You know, the, a deep, if you want a deep connection and then you start with calmness, confidence, love, joy. Right? So the calmness creates trust. The confidence creates respect. The love and the joy is the celebration of friendship. Yeah. But most people, most people, uh, uh, they want to be the dog's best friend. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so they want to give the dog excitement and then love. So it's joy, love, no confidence, no calmness. So it's calm, confident, love, and joy. It's almost like you become someone else and take away all everything that's interesting about you and grounded to greet these animals. And they, they're like, who is this fool? Well, I can the, play with them, but the, but instead of greeting them the way I saw you deal with Otis, you just were yourself, you were very calm, mm -hmm. you just kind of moved, and so he was curious about you. Well, I'm providing a scent, I'm providing an energy, and my energy has to speak, I'm claiming my space. Yeah. So I'm here to give direction and protection before I give affection, right? So that gives you access to leadership. Remember when I, at the ranch I told you, we're the only species that follow unstable leaders. We're the only species that follow instability. Yeah. In the animal world, if you're not calm, confident first, you can never uh, 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 try to put yourself as a pack leader. Never, never, never. We follow people who are excited. We follow people who are loving, you know, but we're, we're not follow stability. We're not, we don't follow stable people. Look at the world. So it's not me saying it, it's look at the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, uh, Gandhi had a beautiful quote. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be measured by the ways animals are treated. So that was, what he's saying is how the animals react is how you treat yourself. As simple as that. You know, you go to a lake and you see the reflection of yourself outside. You see a dog, you see the reflection of yourself inside. So when I go to people's home, a, a person tells me, you know, I have a problem with that. The dog is telling me the truth. The humans tell me the story. Mm. They don't tell you the truth. They can't lie. They don't know how to lie. <laughs> they don't know how to lie. So I'm blessed to come to America and wanted to become the best doctor in the world. Then I realized that... Did anyone teach you or you, you came upon all this organically? Well, I grew up hearing never work against Mother Nature, always gain their trust, always gain their respect, and they're going to give you a beautiful gift called loyalty. So I grew up with that mentality. You know, and I saw my grandfather being calm, uh, being followed by animals. He always set the rules, boundaries, and limitations. You know, so he followed a formula, but as a farmer, he can never explain to you why he was able to do it. So what America gave me is the opportunity to speak about the energy that I learned about. You know, yeah. and so that's why Americans go to India to become enlightened. You see, I mean, America goes to um, India or Peru 
to find spirituality. You don't come to America to find spirituality. You come to America for money, fame, and power. You know, so you go to torpor countries to find natural, simple, profound. But a dog is India. A dog is Peru. A dog is ayahuasca. A dog is, is natural, simple, profound. Mm-hmm. As long as you want to see it that way. Otherwise, a dog is going to be a source of uh, excitement, a dog of affection. But those people become my clients. So why a human who loves this much and who is this excited is not able to connect at a deep matter, which they can walk a dog off leash. You know, the, the, most, um, mm-hmm. the biggest wish for American people is to walk a dog off leash. <laughs> That's the biggest wish. That's amazing. And who walks dogs off leash in America? Homeless people. So is it possible to walk a dog off leash in America? Well, number one, it's illegal to walk a dog off leash in America, the land of the free. Wow, so yeah. it contradicts this whole thing about freedom. Yeah. Right? Well, so, we do a lot of things that come with that. <laughs> well, that was for me as a dog guy, like, because in Mexico, you know, the dogs are, they can go to church if they want to. They can go <laughs> to the beach. They're part of the community. Right. They're actually members of the community. Dogs in America have rights, but they're not members of the community. They're not allowed to be off leash. So for American people, the biggest wish in life is to walk a dog off leash, but it's the most scary thing in the planet. But the homeless people have dogs off leash. Not only they have a dog off leash, they walk pit bulls, which is one of the most feared breed uh, uh, in the planet. Why do you think that is with, with homeless? Lack of education. And people are afraid of Mexican people. <laughs> you know, people are afraid of black people. I mean, it's, it's, it's a stereotyping uh, uh, someone based on race, based on breed. So it's not, uh, racism not only exists in the human, racism also exists in the dog world. Because if you see somebody walking with a Rottweiler, most people cross the street. A Doberman, a German Shepherd, a Pitbull. In the 70s, the Doberman was the breed who people were afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then in the 80s, 90 was the Rottweiler. And the 90s, two, uh, 2000 was the Pitbull. But before the government was the German Shepherd. But I guess what I'm saying is, isn't that fascinating that, and there are many different reasons why people are homeless. And there's so many variables. There's, you know, starting with Reagan, that they took the money away from the funding for the mental institutions. Right. And so people started flooding the streets and, and lack of empathy and all those different things. Um, but isn't it interesting that someone who you can perceive them as someone who's incapable of taking care of themselves and navigating their own life, they're able to have the presence with another animal to walk them off leash and be self-empowered and powerful in that way. And then you have someone else like your client, Jerry Seinfeld, who is incapable of, of dealing with a Shih Tzu. No, that was a dachshund. Sorry, I I, I was way off. <laughs> way okay, off. One I wanted to say the word Shih Tzu. <laughs> yeah, I like apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Isn't that interesting? You know. Um, well, people in third world country look. Dogs in third world country are skinny, but they don't have psychological problems. You know, dogs in America are chunky, and I get to have a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so right. so so um. People in third world countries, uh, in the Amazon, people have dogs, you know, and native people have dogs. Uh, you name it, anywhere that is native people and, and economy or, or a financial uh, 
abundance is, is not available, they still have animals, they, but they don't have them off on the leash. Right. So they get to connect and communicate and have a relationship, connection, communication, relationship. You know, that's the ultimate thing. So connection comes with energy. Communication comes with whatever language that person is, is speaking. And then relationship is the outcome. You know, trust, respect, love. That's that's the ultimate uh, relationship that you want. You can have people that you love. doesn't mean you trust them. You can have people you love. doesn't mean you respect them. I'm trying to, to because I love dogs yes. and I love horses and I've, I've, um, I haven't figured out how to master it. And I'm, so I'm trying to take in all of your philosophies. And, and in a way, when you, when you meet a dog and you greet a dog or a horse or whatever, you don't have to change who you are. You stay in your own energy and power and you greet them as an equal and they can sense that and they can smell, they can certainly smell fear or desperation or any of that. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uncertainty, insecurity, anxiety, whatever you are at that moment, uh, if you, uh, uh, that's what they're going to pick up. You right. know what I mean? Just like if you wear red or yellow, we're going to see the color. Right. But they're going to feel your energy. So as long as you're alive, you're projecting an energy. It's up to you, human, to be conscious of what energy are you projecting. Right? Yeah. So my suggestion to people is to begin a relationship with, an, with whatever species it is, is calm, confident, love, joy. Because love can be given without sound. Yeah. Right? So you still let them feel how much you admire them, how much you love them, mm -hmm. how much you, know, you want to have a connection with them. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. And then, hey! But most people start with the excitement. I just love dogs. You look desperate. You know what I mean? And then when people start approaching a dog this way, you're not, you're, it's actually you're disrespecting the nose of a dog because a dog can pick up on your scent a mile away. So this is unnecessary. So when a female is in heat, she doesn't have to, I'm right here. She just smells. And the dog will pick up on the scent. It's, it's so fascinating. Um, when I made the transition from an actor that started working is when I made that realization that I wanted it too badly. And I think that they could sense that my desperation and all of that, even though I was qualified and been on stage my whole life, I go into these auditions and I want it so badly. And once I realized like, you've done the work, you're enough, go in there, do your thing. If you guys get it, great. If not, take care. Yeah. Nice. And I just had that energy. Yeah. And once I made that shift, I started working. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And it's the same with dealing with animals. But earth and universe, right? This is, this is earth. And then universe is you manifest whatever you want. So you do. I don't know if you pray or whatever, but it's yeah. the same thing. You have to, you have to, uh, 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 pray, calm, confident, love, joy. And so when you're talking to earth, it's calm, confident, love, joy. So dog is got backwards. Mm -hmm. You talk to them the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, dog makes energy tangible. You know, a lot of people, uh, they, they, they can't believe in God because they can't see him. You're not supposed to see him. You're supposed to feel him. Mm. Um, you know, do God exist? My God. Of, of course it exists because how else can you explain someone like me 
jump the border, <laughs> right? I, I'm homeless for two months. And, and you, you tried jumping that border many times, right? Two weeks. For <laughs> two weeks, I, I tried to jump the border because I wanted to save the $100 that my dad gave me. Yeah. You know? So then, then a, a coyote comes and a voice inside said, this one. The guy charged me $100. Mm, exactly. See, so there is exactly what you, you had. can see. Exactly what I have. You had it. How your... do you explain that? Yeah. You know, so it's faith, whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it universe, I, I mean, in America, they, they have so many different ways to call God, right? Yeah. But, but uh, where I'm from is just one way. It allows you to be more disciplined, you know? So when you grew up in a third world country, your faith goes into a high level. Your instincts go into a high level. Your love for life goes into a high level. So your spirituality, your instincts, and your love goes to a high, high level. What we don't have is school. So our intellect doesn't, doesn't get to develop as much. We know how to make money. We just don't know how to maintain it and grow it. So that's when you go to school, maintain it and grow it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because in, in the Mexican uh, community, uh, we, we don't nurture lazy, lazy people. You know what I mean? So everybody works. Everybody works. Since you're little, you've seen kids selling things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, it's, so we, it's, we're, we, uh, we behave like ants or bees. It's like, a, like an army. And since you're little, you're just helping the community. You're helping the pack. Mm. Faith, instincts, and love to the family. That's what you learn. Right. You know what I mean? So what America gives you is the intellect, how to maintain money, how to grow money. Mm. That's what America is really good at. Yeah, it's it's so funny because I grew up in a household where we had no clue how to make money, hmm. no clue how to maintain it. We had no business sense. My parents are actors, stage actors, directors, teachers. They wouldn't charge anyone any money oh. to to you know they if you needed a scholarship, all you had to do was ask. They were artists, and they just wanted to work and to thrive and to grow as artists and right. and to nurture young voices. Hmm. But we had no clue how to, we had no business sense. Yeah. And so it's interesting. In that way, we weren't, I guess, very American right. in that way. Yeah. You know, and I'm just now figuring out how to kind of become a businessman, you know? Me too. Well, no, you've been doing it for a while. No, for a while. you've been doing it longer. Me? I think so. No, I, I just worked my ass off as an actor and got lucky um, but in, I could have been making a lot of money as a businessman. I never did. Right, right, right. You know, uh, the, I, I, I could bore you with a lot of examples right. of people, you know, using my likeness or whatever for their own profit and gain. Mm. And you can get angry or you can realize that you need to figure out how to join, mm -hmm. you know, be a part of it. Yeah. You can't, you know, this whole victim mentality, which is very pervasive right now. Right. For people who don't feel that they're enough and they're going to use that card, mm -hmm. that victim card. Yeah, yeah. But be careful. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you know, you need something of your own to contribute yes. ultimately. And then that's a whole other <laughs> conversation because then the real victims don't get their voice. Right. And we right. don't, we want the real victims to be heard. Right, right, right. Anyway, anyway. I, I, I digress. But it's interesting because also you're never too old as you know we're both around the same age and we're both still evolving yes. and growing and figuring out who we are and yeah. and how to contribute and, and help on in, in the best way um and i think that 
there's there's this big stigma in this country with age, you know, that you can't continue to grow and learn and try new things. Well, that's, in my opinion, that's when people are, uh, um, they're looking at it from a point of view of self-oriented versus pack-oriented because you can always make a difference if you see it as a, as a, to be at service, you know, because I never seen a dog who doesn't, who, who doesn't believe that he can make a difference. All dogs can make a big difference. So they never see themselves as I'm old. I can't do anything about it. So that would be self-oriented. Right. You see it? But because their spirit is pack oriented, they can always make a difference. You know, so for me, what I, I'm, I'm a father of two boys. I, I always tell them is God, family, then you. Okay, so always be at service. Yeah. So you can always you, you can always feel that you can make a difference. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, can you make a difference? Can you make somebody happy? Can you love somebody? Can you make somebody confident? Can you heal somebody? Yes. Of course you can. Of course you can. It's, it's when you get so self-absorbed that you think a certain uh, uh, age uh, or certain look. Uh, that's that's when you just get in my opinion, just put yourself in a bubble and, and that's as far as you can go because you're going to self-evaluate yourself based on that. So you need to have self-value, self-love and self-knowledge so you can continue no matter, no, matter, no matter what age you have. I'm going to retire at one point, but I'm always going to be at service because I'm, always, I, I, I'm already thinking, okay, the next thing is next generation human. I don't want to, I don't want, that's, I'm like your parents. I don't want to charge for that. I want to be able to teach every uh, preschool kid trust, respect, love, honesty, integrity, loyalty, you know, pursuit of happiness, live in the moment, unconditional love, connection, communication, relationship. What I teach grown-ups, I want the kids to hear at an early age. Yeah. You see it? So the next generation human is going to be ready. And, and so it doesn't matter if they don't have money, fame, and power. They can always have relationship with universe or God or mother nature and self. Don't go anywhere. How you live in J Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. Do you think that when you pick a dog out of a rescue that that dog knows that you've saved them and that it holds on to that? Because people say, oh yeah, my dog was so grateful, you know, as opposed to going and finding one that's been bred. If, if you... If, if that dog is compatible, yes, you're going to experience that. If that dog is not compatible, you're going to return it. You see what I mean? So, it, so it's important that, that you understand compatibility. You know, of course, once the dog is compatible and then you rescue him, he's going to say, I have a home and I have a family. What is what, a, what, is what any, you know, um, species needs? It needs a family and it's a home and it needs a work. So they can go get food, water, and shelter. Food, water. Right. You know? So once you have the, the home, the family, and the work, you made it. Yeah. You know? Do, well, you, but I'm, I'm a little confused because you're saying if you treat a dog in the right way, you can be compatible for any dog. Or is that wrong? It's wrong. What I'm saying is, look, I'm not compatible to back-of-the-pack dogs. My energy is too strong. I can help them, but not, they're not, they can't live with me. I'm compatible for middle of the pack, front of the pack. Okay. You understand? Yeah. But if, if a person is middle of the pack or back of the pack, 
and then they're compatible to a back of the pack. It's your energy. Your energy is softer. You know, is 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 my energy naturally is calm, confident. Right. Right. Naturally, and and so that's why I achieve what I achieve. Yeah. Right. I was born to do this, and I was born a leader. Right? right. So when you're born a leader, you're born calm, confident. Yeah. No matter what it is, somehow you get up and do it again. Right. See, the middle of the pack and the back of the pack guides don't do it as easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but they're compatible. I have to have a, a, a woman in my life that's compatible to my energy. Right. You know, too soft is too much. So it's, it's about, it's not just the good look, it's also the energy, because that's really who, what you live with. Absolutely. Absolutely. With Your friends that. are compatible to you. So you can't choose family, but you can totally choose friends. So why you have a much better relationship with friends? Because they're compatible. Would you say with, with humans sometimes, if, if someone that's a leader picks someone in the back of the pack because of the package, if you will, it's not going to end well or can they come together like they say opposites attract you know yeah but but not for a long time not for a long time you know what i mean like yeah. you can hang with them but yeah. not for a long time interesting you know interesting. definitely not for a long time yeah all my dogs middle of the pack all of them really the pit bull whatever i pick is middle of the pack and i know dogs <laughs> is there a certain breed that traditionally are leaders for the, that? No, no. I was like saying, yeah. uh, and, and the Jewish community is uh, always front of the pack. No, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's, and the Mexican community is right. always front of the pack. No, it has nothing to do with the race. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the breed. You right. know, are, are, the, are the white guys of no, the black guys? No, it's, it's in any kind of community. You're going to have from middle back. Look at football. Look at basketball from middle back. Anytime, anytime you see a, a pack from middle back, a huevo, it has to happen. That's the only way it can function. Yeah, man. Look at a corporation. Corporate. Front of the pack, middle of the pack, back of the pack. Back of the pack makes legs money. Middle of the pack makes half money. Front of the pack makes big money. See? Simple as that. Yeah, it's I, I'm I'm dealing with that right now because I'm I'm putting together, as I said earlier, I'm finally becoming a businessman, mm -hmm. and art and business coming together, um, are interesting, yeah. because you know art at its purest form, you're not thinking ahead about the result of it all. You're trying to make it as good as possible. Right. So I'm, you know you're dealing with people that you know all they think about is money. So they don't understand right. your process. And right. it's kind of a fascinating little right. journey that I'm trying to navigate right now. But look at it, look, put them around animals and then you get to see the, the human without the intellect. Yeah. Because, you know, money, you need the intellect, right? But around animals, they can care less about your intellect. Because what's your spirit, what's your heart, and what's your instincts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's a good way... When I evaluate people to work with me, I put them around animals. You know, and then the animals react. And then they say, okay, got it. Yeah, and you, you can see right away because you're all your, you could see if someone is a leader because all yours are middle of the pack or 
Yeah. And are they gravitating towards them or not? That's right. So I had this, I had this French bulldog that it was fascinating. I, I love this little guy and he just was not that into me. And he would do this thing over and over again where he would take a ball and he would wait till we're not looking and then he would throw it into a crack and then have a hysterical fit because he's trying to figure out how to get and then become this crazy drama queen and headbutt the the pool and try to fit his body in there to try to get the ball. You'd get the ball and he would keep doing it over and over again Mm. and desperately needed our attention in that way. But wanted to to get our attention that way as opposed to asking for it. Also, you can you could have prevented, and you could just uh, give him an outlet to to do search and rescue, and so he can actually you can hide you can hide it on under things, so he can he can use his ability to work for it because what he wanted to do is to work for it, and so the way he found the challenge or some kind of attention is to put it in that particular place. Right. You see what I mean? But if you will grab the same strategy that he had and you do it in, in, a, in a different place, and then that becomes a dog that is trained to find something. That's how they do search and rescue. Or, or, or you know, drugs, bombs, money, whatever. That's right. he's, he was doing exactly what those dogs are required to do. They're just channeling in a way where it has a structure, it's discipline. You know, it has an outcome. At a certain time, they do it. You know, for how long they do it, and then they get this reward. So then the dog learned to do exactly what your dog was doing, but to find money or, 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 or drugs or whatever it is. And that becomes a job. All dogs want to work, all of them, all of them. I know people say, oh, my dog is lazy. It's lazy because you know, uh, uh, people are not stimulating them with, with anything. So if they go into depression. So they become couch potatoes. Yes. You know, they don't born to this. No, and the breeders say, I am a couch potato by nature. No way. No. No, it's just depression. They're depressed because they, yeah. don't, they don't have a connection in life. You just get They're, big. The, 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 couch they, potatoes never get skinny. Couch potatoes get yeah, chubby. Interesting. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, and, you know, with, with my dog, I found, I, I, he, I, he had me. You know, he knew he had me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, you know, I, I wanted that connection so badly. So I had to then treat him. I, I, I then had to play hard to get. And then it was embarrassing because I'm playing hard to get with my own dog. And then I would, you know, ignore him and then he would come. Yeah. You know, I just felt like it was a high school girlfriend. I felt <laughs> it, was, it was pathetic. My life was very, very sad. I don't want to be playing games like that. But yeah. you have to figure out how to navigate these little guys. How to attract yeah. So when I do the no touch, no talk, no eye contact, which I did as soon as, it's the equivalent of hard to get, right? You let them come to you. You let them, you know, hey, how can I gain your attention? You know what I mean? So you make them work for you. Right. Yeah. That's. So you said no touch, no eye contact. No, no... touch, no talk, no eye contact. Because most people want to touch, hey, right. and right. give eye contact. So what I'm saying, let's remove that. Let the dog do nose, eyes, ears, because dogs right. are born with the nose open. 15 days later, they open the eyes. 21 days later, they open the ears. It's not me saying it. This has been happening for thousands of years. Right. So the order of them to get to know their mother and the environment is nose, eyes, ears. Yeah. You see it? A dog can go blind and deaf, but he will never lose his nose. Mm. So a dog can, f- can find his way back home through his nose. 
That's what we use most of the time from a dog is their nose. If a person is going to have a has a cancer or you know sugar level, they smell it. They can smell it. They can smell cancer in the person. That's fascinating. Through your skin. Yeah. It's not like it's seeing or hearing it. That's amazing. You know? And because they're not distracted by our language and all of that stuff, their other senses can become more heightened. That's right. That's Be why I whisper. Right? Like, hey! Most people do that. <laughs> Sit! Stay! No! Hey! Oh, man, he's not listening to me. You know? <laughs> so the dog becomes desensitized. Yeah. But if you behave yeah. calm and you just use just enough sound and then you keep the sensitivity of dogs or animals like people with horses they don't do a lot of sound you know they're very like oh see even the sounds with the horse are more gentle yeah but people with dogs their sound is they're not gentle at all they actually shout at the dog then they get frustrated then they blame the dog you know look what happened in the white house they blame the dog you know, so the dog bit a secret service, then it bit somebody that worked in the lawn. And then they and then what you heard was uh, major needs more training. Uh, no, is the White House staff need training because they need to do the adaptation to the land and the adaptation to the people. The White House is not the most uh, healthy energy, <laughs> you know, to be in it in the first place. A lot of stress. Right. It's a stress. It's a white. It's a house. Full of stress. <laughs> Honestly, right. you know what I mean? Right. It's about money, fame, and power. The stress house, it should be you know, called, so, not the White House. The house of stress. <laughs> house of Welcome stress. to the house of so, stress. So what they told the American people was yeah. what? Uh, let's send Major to uh, back to the trainer. Right. And that is the wrong message to the world. Yeah. You know, because people are going to say, well, German Shepherds have a problem. You know, the dog has a problem. That's how people are going to inter interpret it, mm -hmm. you know, versus hold on. We didn't do the, the proper um, protocol to the dog. And this is not the first time a dog bites somebody in the White House. So that means, uh, you know, from previous uh, precedents, they don't have proper protocol for dogs. What I love about it is uh, presidents of the United States are the only presidents that show up with a dog. The only president that you can see a president with a dog coming out, Air Force One, going inside there, you know what I mean? Like the dog is part of the uh, presidential moment. Mm -hmm. and But they don't have the safety protocol, you know? No, they don't have a lot of safety protocol. I think, <laughs> I think when they stormed the Capitol, we didn't have much safety protocol <laughs> you know, at all. But they didn't send those guys for training, you know what I mean? Like they, they just didn't. But what you remember is the dog was sent to the trainer because he bit somebody. Listen, that dog has been with Joe for many years. Joe finally at 78 years old becomes president and there's a lot of stress. And I think the dog sensed that a little bit <laughs> and just went bananas. Well, like I said, it's, it's, uh, uh, the Obama's dog bit somebody, the uh, yeah. Bush dog bit somebody. So it's the, the biting incidents have happened historically. Obama back in the day, because I'm from Chicago, and my mom and I met the Obamas when yeah. they were running for office. And my mother grabbed Michelle Obama and said, don't forget about the arts, please. And she, they were so sweet to us. And, and I was lucky enough to go on the campaign trail and, and stump for them. And I got this call and I listened to the voicemail and it was Barack Obama and he left all of his numbers for me. It was the funniest email I've ever, first of all, he said his whole name as if I, he was like Barack 
Obama. I'm like, who, Brock Goldstein? I know it's Brock Obama. <laughs> and he left every number he had. And I went back to go check it, and it was all erased. I've been trying to get that guy's phone number for 12 years. You can't get it. Can you imagine? I, I, I'm, you're going to people, listen, is there any way you can get me Brock, Brock's number? No. No, bro, I'm not getting it. You go to, I remember I knew his head of security, Reggie Love. Reggie Love. Sorry, can't give it to you. But no, um, th did their dog, was there, was there a problem with their dog? Socks? Was it Socks? Obama's dog? That's a good. Mm, no, that, uh, the point is that yeah. the dogs bit, bit, uh, uh, bit people. So it's, it's not to, my point that I'm trying to make. It's not to make the president's wrong. It's, yeah. it's just the education overall, you know, the education overall uh, about human and dogs come all the way from the leadership. So do alpha dogs have dog problems? Yes. Why? Because the lack of education that is not passed on from generations to generations, you know, let's gain the trust, the respect, the love. Most people just do affection, affection, affection. People are dog lovers, but the goal is to make it, to make it a world full of knowledgeable dog lovers. Right. It's the knowledge that is, men love women. Doesn't mean they know women, right? So the knowledge is, is super important, not mm. just the love of something, the love is the icing on the cake, yeah. right? But the knowledge is the connection, is the communication, is what allows you to be honest, integrity, loyalty. That's the knowledge. You know what I mean? That's what allows you to have the relationship with Mother Nature at that level without the leash. Not because you love dogs, you walk a dog off leash. You know, my, 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 Oprah is my client. So in a super powerful woman influenced uh, the world at, at a level uh, that is incredible. But when it came human dog, she wasn't able to practice natural, simple, profound. She became source of fear. So then Sophie would attack in front of the most powerful woman in the world, in right. the eyes of the human. But in the eyes of the dog, Oprah became afraid. So that, that, was, that was her source of energy. I mean, isn't that interesting? Because, you know, I'm speaking of someone from Chicago. And um, I watched her whole journey, and she's a very humble person that's worked her butt off and yep. deserves everything she has. Yep. And yet her reality is, you know, people cater to her. Yep. She's Oprah. So that's the dynamic of her existence, right? And then you have a dog that has no clue, and they won't listen to anything she's saying. And then that breeds a little bit of fear with her because she doesn't right. know how to navigate. Uh, what, I don't so, mean to tear down Oprah right now. No, no, no. This we, isn't about, by the way, we're please, not. please, we're not. for the love of God, don't cancel no, no, me, we're Oprah. No, we're not. No. Yeah. So, so through powerful people, right, uh, that's how most people learn, right? So, hey, I work with this person. I could work with somebody, the back of the back person, and then it can't care less about it, right? But when I mention a front of the back person, people pay attention. So when I, when, when I work with Oprah and she introduced me, uh, Sophie, this is how she introduced it. Caesar, this is Sophie. She's a Cocker Spaniel. She's my daughter. So I said, well, just for today, let's see it in, in a different way. Animal, species dog, breed, name. Get it? So yeah. she was coming from a humanization point of view, and I'm coming from an honorable way of looking at him. She's right. animal, species dog, breed, name. And I can't care less about the breed or the name of the dog because when they're unstable, you don't care about the breed. I personally don't pay attention to the breed. 
oh, the name of a dog. I just want to bring stability back. Right. So how do I bring stability back? I connect to the animal and I communicate to the dog. That's it. Then, I, then I, the dog learn to trust me, to respect me, to love me. And then I bring, remove aggression, remove fear, whatever the problem is. So when people rehabilitate people, it's, they're not, you're not rehabilitating a black guy, a white guy, a Mexican guy. You're rehabilitating a human being. Right. You see it? So that's pretty much it. That's how I see it. It's very natural, very simple, very profound. And I just go to, you know, uh, to the energy of the animal and to the nose, eyes, ears of the dog. I can care less what the breed is and the name of a dog. You can change the name of a dog every day. When people rescue dogs, they change the name all the time. Nobody keeps the same name that the dog has in the shelter. So the name is really meaningless. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Pivot will be right back after we pay some bills. Is it ridiculous that our sizes change brand to brand when our bodies stay the same? You're a measurement, not a size. You don't have to change. Shopping for clothes does. We all settle for traditional retail sizes. But why? By the way, what does a medium person look like? How can two people wear a medium when they're different heights? Pants are made to fit one type of body and everyone else has to settle for a less than perfect fit. No one wants to take their leisure wear to the tailor. Feels weird, right? Hey, can you uh, please hem these sweatpants? You feel like a dummy. When you're spending that much money on performance wear, it should fit. That's why you got to go check out Public Rec. They make elevated at-leisure wear multi-dimensional sizes because they believe that comfort starts with a better fit. Thank God. Their best-selling all-day, everyday pant is available in over 40 different sizing combinations. If you don't believe me, put on Public Rec and then put on your favorite baggy sweatpants from 1987. See what your girl thinks. Public Rec rarely discounts, but right now they have an exclusive offer for my How You Live In JPIVN listeners. Go to publicrec.com, use promo code P-I-V-E-N to receive 10% off. That's publicrec.com and use our promo code PIVN. P is in Paul, I is in Ivan, V is in Victor, E-N for 10% off. Get after it. You better, you, you, you better. Caesar, do you mind if I smoke the cigar? No, oh, thank you. Me. Would you like one? Not right now. Not okay. Right now. So, why do you think? Um, it, it, it's fascinating to me because I had this dog that was not that interested in hanging out with me, but the moment I started driving, the moment I went into my gym, and I had my focus, he wanted to be with me. He couldn't get enough when of you me. You walk away. Well, when I'm driving, he wanted to be on my lap. When I was doing anything else, I couldn't get him to be on my lap. Um, but when I went to the gym and I had my focus, he wanted to be there with me. Mm -hmm. He could almost sense that I was focused well, on, on something else. Yeah. So I actually make it work for you. You make him follow you. That's what I, that's what I do. I, I, I make them follow me. You know what I mean? I make them understand that I want my space. So when I'm claiming my space... And I come in and I claim my space. They're supposed to give me my intimate personal space. And then when I walk away, they're supposed to follow. So dogs have to do three things. Follow, play, explore. And, and so most people want to play with the dog or explore with the dog. I said, no, no, no. First do the follow. Right? So from birth to four months, they follow the mom. From four months to six months, they play with the mom. From six months to eight months, they explore with the mom. Follow, play, explore. 
Okay. So most people want to play with the dog right away. Right. So you're skipping the most important activity with a dog, which is follow. You follow your parents, you play with your parents, you explore with your parents. Follow, play, explore. Mm. You see it? So when you make moves as to be followed, then you trigger that reaction. So follow, play, explore. That is the right order, by the way. And that's how you learn, because you follow your parents, you play with your parents, you explore with your parents. And so play and explore is an excited activity. Follow is a calm surrender activity. Follow is when you listen, when you, you know, when you learn, and when you heal. Calm surrender. That's mm. the follow. That's when you actually, right. to me, that's, that's my favorite state of mind. Because that's when I do assessment and evaluation. Right. Yeah. When, and, and you have to be calm and present to... to Open-minded. That's present. To, to, to play on your highest level. That's right, because that's how you assess and evaluate. And then after that, you create a strategy and then you follow through. And then you, then, yeah, then you explore. That's... Yeah, play, explore, right? So that's, that's after, like recess as play, or you can go and explore. You follow, you play, you explore. Follow, play, explore. Look at every single animal. They always go follow, play, explore. There is nothing, they don't start with play, they start with with follow. They don't go with explore. Actually, puppies don't get out of the den until they're like six, seven months old. You know, they stay within the den. They don't, they don't explore by themselves. You know? Yeah. yeah. So what, just watch nature and you're going to see, look at the elephants in your, in your bathroom. Yeah. Follow. <laughs> you see, you're seeing how they follow and what they do most of the time, elephants, as they walk for a long period of time, then they play. They explore when the parents are stopped, not when they're walking. If the parents are walking, you're never going to see a baby elephant exploring. They explore when they stop. Yeah. And they play when they stop. Right. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the, the first thing that, that they're integrating is that discipline in the beginning. Everything. That's how you learn. You celebrate. And you get to know the land by exploring, right? But you, that's how they learn. They learn by following, you know? That, that's their classroom. Right. Yeah, that's their horses, elephants, dolphins, you name it, they follow. And then they play explore. Dolphins are a whole, I, I don't understand <laughs> dolphins. dolphins. Are horny. <laughs> dolphins are so exciting, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. yeah. What, what were you going to say about those? I, I thought that's what you were going to say. I, you, you assumed that I was going to say <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, dolphins are sex addicts. Sex God addict, damn it. Yeah. I'm, here, I'm here to shame dolphins. <laughs> that's why I brought you here today. Mm. No. Um, no, what I was going to say, but I want to go back to that. That sounds fascinating. Um, I was going to say that dolphins are, to me, working on the highest level because they're able, for instance by the way the waves hit them to know if someone even has a prosthetic limb they can they're they're so in touch and they're working on such a, a higher level they're fascinating creatures yeah. and yes i did then see they were all marked up and i was like wow man they must really be fighting and they said no they have sex so violently that they mark each other up so that's where you were going <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah i mean yes they just go after it, they huh? They go after, yeah. Incredible, yeah. But they're also, 
incredibly strong. They're able to just kind of hold themselves up with just their tail out of the water. And Amazing. yeah, the, the, they're fascinating creatures. I, I just, I love, yeah. this, I love they have their own strength, their own, their own, their own strength, their own, their own ability, all of that stuff. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. True. And because of that, they don't have a lot of fear. Like when I stand up paddle, they come up and they just go and jump underneath me and whatever they they know that I pose no threat, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. They're, fascinating creatures so you know you said something about like you can tell a lot about a person how a dog responds to them how would a dog respond to someone who is incredibly tense or tight or do you know what i mean like um would they start barking at this person would they start running well yeah the dog can definitely like bark walk away mm. like shake you know <laughs> shake on cue <laughs> shake uh bite the person you know yes. depends on the position on the dog uh like if you're in front of a, a front of the pack dog you get tense you're gonna get bit like ah. yeah like I'm he's gonna move you out of the way like hey your energy i don't want it you're too close to to my family you know so your tension, your nervousness, your fear, all of that, a front of the pack dog is going, a middle of the pack dog might jump on you, might bark at you, a back of the pack dog might run away from you. You see it? So that's how they're going to express to your energy. Yeah. Yeah. I somehow, I've never been bitten, in, but, I, but I've somehow in, intrinsically have always known that like, for whatever reason, that if a dog comes over and is, you know, uh, territorial or barking, nervous, whatever, that just, if you're just very calm, they'll be okay. Yeah. I just somehow... Look how the cats do it. When a dog charges a cat, a cat goes sideways, so he makes himself bigger, mm -hmm. and he stops right there. Right? So the reason why a cat makes, goes to the side is to appear bigger. Right? Right. And then he, he doesn't move. Then he claims his... And so then he projects that energy and keeps the dog right there on his track. Do dogs see color? No. Oh, they see in black and white. Mm, yeah. You can't see color. <laughs> they have really bad sight. Cats have much bad, better sight than that. That's why the eyes are bigger. Their nose yeah. are smaller. You know, dogs don't really rely on their, on their eyes. At nighttime, is the perfect time to prove it. You know, they they're just have terrible sight. Interesting. Yeah, the nose. Then is their nose. Sixty percent of the brain is controlled by the nose. A perfect way to to look at a dog is a bloodhound. That's nose. Yeah. Their eyes are like this. The yeah. ears are goopy. So it's just pure nose. Why do dogs always smell each other's genitals like right away? Health. What? Health. Health. Yeah. It's not so much the genitals, but it's the butt. The butt. Yeah. It's you learn health. a lot about someone from their butt. Yeah. Yeah. If they're healthy, that's, that's what you're in. Your whole organs can smell through it, you know, and then here, you know, so they go to the breath and the butt, like they go to the butt first and then they go yeah. to the breath. And then, yeah. And then the third is the genital part. Yeah. But it's always about health. They <clears> want, <throat> they want to see how healthy this other dog is. <clears throat> is okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. And when, when the wolf kill a buffalo, they don't kill the healthy one. They kill the ill one. You know? 
So they because smell. it poses the least threat. Mm. Plus, it's, it's a way to get rid of the weak kids. Yeah, right. It's easy, it's easy to catch them, you know. So it's a, it's a way that Mother Nature just makes sure takes care of the of the weakest member of the pack. What? Well, why do dogs feel comfortable when they smell another dog's pee, and then they can decide to pee there? You know, they want to. It's almost like they're reading emails. Like they're smelling the other dog's pee, and they're just downloading all this information. What information are they downloading? What are they doing? Well, fe female, male, but at the end of the day, is whoever Mark Lass owns that place. It's a marking thing, you know. So, so it's it's important for people uh, to understand when they walk a dog in the streets, and and and, uh, and the dog is in explore mode. That dog is going to pee every two steps. So uh, that's going to make a dog become territorial. You understand? So pee to them, you know, for you, pee is, is just a way to drain uh, your fluids. It's just biological, right? right. But for them, it's, it's mental. For them, it's territorial. So the more they pee, the more they own. And also as a way to attract mates. Ah, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, we just do it for just to empty the bladder. We don't right. attract anything. They do. Well, there's some people that enjoy golden showers and there's a whole, you know what I mean? I don't know what that is exactly. <laughs> You've heard I mean, about it. I've heard about it. <laughs> Our former president? Which president enjoyed golden showers? Oh, indeed. Indeed. Right, Trump. I, I didn't, yes. Uh, Russian golden, golden Russian mm. showers. Okay, but we digress. We need digress. to get back on track, right? Um, so, uh, let's see. Well, what I want to do is, first of all, I want to come back to your compound and spend spend some time. Mm -hmm. And maybe even, and, and by the way, we can edit this part out if, if you want. But I know that you also experiment a little bit with ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what, um, what kind of breakthroughs have you had with... Awesome. Yeah. I told you you have to do it. I have to. But you have, it scares me for the right reason. Well, listen, it's, it, nobody can tell you exactly uh, nothing you have to experience, something you have to experience. You know, because all it is and this, and everybody that does it is completely different. But it definitely is a, a clarity, clarity, a lot of clarity. That's where the whole self knowledge, self love, self value came. You know, like, okay, I, I know what I have to work. Like, I know my mission in life, right? But then it's, it's the part of me that I really needed to understand as Cesar Milan without the other part of me, the Paco Oriente, you know, the best doctor in the world, all those layers that you become. You achieve that and you're clear about it. But then it's a part of you that you want to know and you want to complete. So you just align your four worlds you know because the intellectual i just hire somebody to tell me how to make money not make money how to grow money right <clears throat> uh but the other the other one the self part that's the only one that was because i never saw somebody being fulfilled uh, with themselves they always have to be family oriented profession oriented you know and and outside so you go after the outside and then when you're by yourself, it's like, what about this right here that I'm feeling? Why I don't feel like my dogs? 
well, I don't feel at that level of connection and gratitude, you know, and self-love and self-value and self-knowledge. Why well, I'm not. And so, you know, that's, that's to me, it's like, whoo, it, it takes away all the toxicity. It takes away the uh, knowledge that you have received from where you were. I grew up in Sinaloa, Mexico, Culiacán, Sinaloa, Mexico. So and then you, you, that layer of the energy of the narco world is, 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 is influence you. You know, the machismo in Mexico. I, I'm from 1969. So it's all of the stuff interrupts your purity. You know, interrupts your, who you really are. Because that alters many things. And then you start looking at those things. How come I'm not like that? Why am I self-questioning yourself? So it removes all of that crap. That's all it does. It just removes craps. It gets to, it, you get to see yourself of what you are. Because so many times in life, people are are chasing something because of how they define themselves, yeah. how they're perceived, and if they keep building this up, then they'll feel better about themselves. And so, when you take these journeys, it strips all that away and allows you to be totally present and face yourself. And 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 a lot of people are afraid to do that. Who you are without the intellectual influence. Right, yeah. because the world it was 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 created or made. Listen, for the world to be controlled by 150 families, there's something wrong with that, right? Yeah. So, so that means they're gonna tell you how to think, how to feel, what's good, what's bad. Miss Universe, come on, I want the I'm a pack of, front of the pack. I want the front of the pack, girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like right. they tell you yeah. what's good, what's better. Da, da, da. So all that influence you, your reality, all that influence uh, who you are, you know. So it's not me influencing myself. It's an outside information influencing me. So that that just removes the stuff and like really what kind of woman I want next to me. You know what I mean? Like, where do I want to re retire? Like things like that, like simple stuff, like simple things, yeah. simple, just from spirit, from instinct, from heart. That, that's what I want to make my choices. I don't want to make my choices from intellect because that's, that's outside. That's, that's... But I think that's what meditation and plant medicine yeah. is about um, because otherwise, because I remember um, asking this healer whose name, he pronounced it Cesar. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it's funny because he was Mexican, but he looked exactly like the Dalai Lama, which is amazing. And he was a he was a healer, acupuncturist, and he was great. He actually like f figured out the cure for the common cold and wasn't into into business. He could have literally just gone on. And so I asked him. I said, "He's the one that got me into meditation." I said, "What is it like when you don't meditate?" Because you know it's easy to ask someone, "What is it like when you meditate?" What is it like when you don't meditate? He goes, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm a mess." I'm uh, a slave to my thoughts yeah. and my doubts and my fears yeah. and it's an endless loop and I'm just kind of a slave to that circus and I'm, I'm not fully present and yep. uh, I'm reactive and yep. I'm, and I'm on my lowest vibration yep. and I'm like, Oh, so you're like any other civilian yeah. basically. Cause that's basically anyone 
in our state because we have all these distractions and you know the phones and all these brilliant minds have taught us how to be subservient to these apps and and the dopamine that they're giving us with the different mm -hmm. you know likes and dislikes and all this stuff you know and people go there but when you when you can get away from all that and be present and kind of you know i i, I was interviewing this guy jorge masvidal who's this calls himself the Cuban Jesus. And um, he uh, he's a an elite fighter. He fights in an elite. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, game bred Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was fascinated by his story because I, I watched his career, and he's a great, anyone that steps into the octagon, I, I've so much respect for any, any anyone that has that type of discipline and, you know, made that sacrifice. But he went from a fighter that was doing well to a, an elite, elite, elite fighter that was just on another level. And then I noticed that it, he there was a moment where he went into the jungle and then he came back mm -hmm. and he was able to, and, and basically what happened was they took his phone away from him mm -hmm. and he was able to be present. It was like, it was like he was almost forced to meditate and be alone mm -hmm. and see the totality of everything and go alone and be alone and and then work on his highest level and mm -hmm. see like okay well, what, what am i doing i mean i'm you know i my career can go either way i can continue to be distracted and and and, and not be the fighter that he could be and so that was fascinating to me and so i i want to explore plant medicine but it allows you you said it yeah you pretty much said it it, it allows you to stay connected to you communicate to you, have a relationship with you, you know, without the influence of what people want you to connect and how to communicate in the relationships, the outside, right? So that's, that's the, if they can, if they can control you, then you become a consumer, right? So you're going to consume what they want you to consume. But once you, once you see yourself from who you are, and then you begin to consume whatever makes you happy. I'm going to add another layer to all this, which is um, I, I love to perform and I've been an actor my whole life. And so the result of that is, you know, I played one particular character authentically. So I was in people's living rooms for a very long mm -hmm. time. And so they, some people see me as this character and the character was a very reactive, angry, um, volatile character mm -hmm. that I also, you know, worked to give him some more dimension. And he was also a monogamous husband and all these great things, but he was very reactive and crazy and over the top. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when people see me on the street, they go, I'm a douchebag because of you, bro. Because of you, I'm a fucking douchebag. All right, Ari, Ari. you fucking asshole. And, and, and so I used to, it used to make me very angry to be misunderstood right. for them to go, Oh, you're this. It's not, Hey, Jeremy, the actor, great job. It's, Oh, you're the douchebag. And I am an asshole because, and so it used to make me angry. Um, and I, the reality is I played a character authentically. Mm -hmm. And the result of that authenticity is they're confusing me for that character. Mm -hmm. And so it's all ultimately a gift because it taught me how to be calm mm -hmm. and not be angry that I'm mistaken for this other character. Cause we don't have the same right. journey path, you know, you know, Ari is my client. 
Oh my God. So you know. <laughs> he's, he's exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Powerful, he, powerful, powerful. He's powerful a human being. very powerful human sure. being that. Um, tense. Very tense. Yes. And reactive, mm -hmm. tense, and and fast, and yeah, quick twitch, yeah. The, very short attention span, mm -hmm. all of those things, mm -hmm. and a great businessman. Uh -oh. Yeah, Ari Emanuel bought the UFC for four billion, um, and is Mark Wahlberg's uh, agent, and that who is I played him. Mm -hmm. So I want them to go up, up to him yeah. and tell him I'm a douchebag because of you, not me. <laughs> okay, bro, I'm the real fucking Ari. I'm the real Ari, bro. I'm, right. I'm glad you are because I'm not. That's right. That's Bless right. you, sir. I'm glad you are. That's right. So, but that's part of my part of my journey is to be okay with yeah. with them. But that's a, that's a kind of like an ayahuasca thing. Yeah, that's pretty much the same. But it's just more intimate because it's just you. It's just you. There can be other people in the room, but it's you. Somehow you have this incredible moment with you. You get to see you, you're sitting, it's just you. It's incredible. I can't really explain it. Once you experience it, you say, the best shit I ever done. It's, it's a different perspective on who you are. I love, I love to be around animals because it allows me to be very present, you know? So I have to be super present, uh, calm, comfortable, love and joy. So uh, I don't have a problem. That's my, dogs are my ayahuasca in a way. You know, but mm. but it's something that I learned growing up where I came from that I want to get rid of that has become part of of me, right? Mm. And that's that's why I use uh, Aya because it uh, it helps me to navigate that uh, historical thing that I that I came with. Release or let go of some of the stuff you've been holding on yeah, to. Learn, learn how to manage it. Like I, I can listen. You can put me in front of a freaking aggressive dog, a pack of aggressive dogs, and I know how to stay calm, confident. Okay, I can, I'm gonna bring the German Shepherd down, the, the Rottweiler down, the Pitbull, whatever, whatever. No problem. So other things in life that scared the shit out of me. Mm. You know, and so that's the part that I want to get rid of. Right. Yeah, because that happened when I was little. You know, so you get to move things that you don't you don't want them inside of you. That's it. That's pretty much it. It's, it's medicine, and you and you get to see it. You get to feel it. You get to be with it. It's like you get to talk to that part. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's 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 organic therapy, natural plant based it's therapy. Plant. Yeah, and they've been doing it for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, you know, this the thing that uh, the that you get through a doctor here is it's not natural <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, yeah but that, over there you know those are the peruvian peruvian uh chamanes yeah, yeah we're talking about incas times you know? right like native native stuff like my people yes yeah the native people yeah. yes native americans did it you know peyote never done it but uh it's pretty cool i mean i think the next time that we speak It'll be after I spend some time with you and we do some ayahuasca and we'll come back and reflect. What's, my, what's Mike did? Mike did something. Mike has been, Mike does. Some Mike, kind of frog, no? Yes. Well, Mike uh, is heavily into mushrooms, um, calls it microdosing, but he takes handfuls of mushrooms and gobbles them because he's a, <laughs> he's a savage. Um, he is, but what so. he does, and he's a brilliant, beautiful yeah, leader yeah, of the yeah. pack, as we know. Um, not with the dog. See, Mike Tyson is not not able to control Mars. No, you see what I'm saying? That's money, fame, power. 
talk about power, right? But what, when it came to Mars, Mars was in charge of his. He said, Caesar, Mars controls me, I know. You were there. You know, yeah. basically, I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> but, you know, I cry all the, I, I, you know, I cry all the time. You know? But I face myself, you know, my fears. He wants to sleep in my, my side. He sleeps in my side. I sleep in the floor. He said that. Yeah, I know. I'll do whatever he wants to do, you know, basically. And, you know, I'm very subservient to him. But right now what I'm doing is I'm taking the toad. I, I take the toad and I go inward and I have these moments. It's, it's life-changing. You know what I'm saying? Forgiveness is like a bullet. It's Nothing is more powerful than oh forgiveness. Yeah, I can. For some reason, I can channel you him. Can totally, you spend too much time with Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm looking to do some, so do the toad with Mike. Really, I want yeah. to do it then. Yeah, we should all, yeah. go, we should all go should, do that. Yeah, count me in. I, I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a little scared. Why? What are you scared about? Um, the idea of losing all control with Mike Tyson and waking up. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. You know what I mean? Like, what if? But something, he's gonna go on his own stuff. What if something goes slightly wrong? You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not afraid because he's a very gentle yeah. person. Um, his who, energy, uh, he's like without that. Just to be with birds, it requires a completely different energy. Yeah, my respect. I mean, to be with birds, he's have to switch that powerful energy into an air type energy for those birds to be so close to him. It yeah. took me a while for me because I have so much of the predatory energy. Uh, so I, now I have birds, but I have to switch my, my, my level of confidence to go a little softer and just more calmness. So you, be, you literally become more air-like. Mm. You know, you, you're totally an avatar. You've got to go through the whole earth, wind, fire, water. And so you have to really, and then the birds just come into it because they live in a different frequency. You know, so if your frequency is too strong, they will walk away from you. Interesting. So for Mike to go from like, ah, earth on fire to go to wind, that, that, that's a big discipline. It's a big discipline. And, and somehow, subconsciously, he knew he needed that to balance himself. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I always say, how does he do it? Because are you switching? It wasn't easy for me to switch from my earth energy to wind energy it was it was it took me it took a while you know but isn't it so it's amazing that you know See, some, like when he talks like that he goes into that very soft some, some birds you know they cost you know they're a million dollars a million dollars, just, a million dollars for one bird and it's, you know they're just beautiful animals and you know it's it's basically you know who their parents were it's just it's just <laughs> fascinating <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he said exactly how he said it oh my god yeah man yeah. it's uh it's very s surreal because i um i was working with mike you know and co-hosting his podcast so he can navigate under the influence of a, a lot of mushrooms <laughs> you know and so we would have I the, love the word navigate yeah well um and then these pro athletes would be in between us and they would just look at me going is this normal What's happening? What's gonna go? Because they're looking at Mike and he's just gobbling you through me, through me, through me. <laughs> and they're like, "What's going on right now?" And you have this like two hundred and forty pound linebacker just going, "I don't know what's next. Is this what's happening now?" <laughs> and somehow I have to be the adult in the room. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God. No, it's been it's been incredible. Yeah. It led us to you. Yeah. And that was just an incredible day, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. That was beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And now I think I need to return the favor and we need to have some some tequila or mezcal or something. One day. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, this is the day. <laughs> I think the day is upon us. Well, I'm going to do it with or without no, you, right? come back to the ranch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to come back. Yeah. 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 Open air. Yeah. Some food again. Absolutely. It's a beautiful place. I really love that place. It's pretty good. How You Live in Jay Piven is a cast original podcast in association with Common Enemy. Tenderfoot TV. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Theme song by Common. Executive producer for cast is Harley Roman. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Executive producers for Common Enemy are Jared Einson and Dave Osico. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in Jay Piven every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>